1: Well, Zach, I I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I I am freaking ready to rock and roll.
0: You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All
2: right. It's finally here, folks. We've been talking about this day for a while. Zach Blackerby, your host every single day here on Locked On Auburn. We have a special guest today. We're now joined by Brad LaRondo, Auburn football chief of staff. Brad, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, What's going on? How are you?
1: Well, Zach, I I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am am freaking ready to rock and roll. I mean, I got to be honest with you, I might run through a wall here pretty quick, so uh, especially Knowing that, that that I'm on with you, I mean, I get I get to be on with you, and I got to have chicken parm in the same day. I mean, holy cow! What, what more could I want,
2: man? Um, but so. but I assume Brad that you have chicken parm all the time, right? So this is well, another you, day.
1: You pretty much, you pretty much have to when you, you you've got. You know, people that, that give you the title of Godfather. You know, so I mean, you got to have that kind of thing. So um, you know, it's uh, no. But in all seriousness, uh, this place is unbelievable. Auburn's been awesome, and I'm I'm just excited to be here and to be a part of something really special uh, that we're building here in Auburn football.
2: Sure, and I, I know you were at Boise for for a long time, and I want to talk about that in a, in a few minutes. But what did you think? All right, you 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 moved to Auburn, which I'm sure was a tough decision, and maybe not, but. I'm sure the the last thing you expected was for every time you tweet, a bunch of Auburn people start tweeting you pictures of uh, chicken parmesan sandwiches. What was going through your mind?
1: <laughs> you know it was it was kind of funny. i I, I kind of started picking up on, on it after a few you know a few tweets and uh, and and I, I knew there was probably some significance, you know, to it in some form or another that um, I don't, maybe it was my last name, maybe it's my role, whatever it is, but I thought it was pretty cool, you know, because. Uh, you know this place is the pinnacle of college athletics, college football. As you look at it, and there is an extremely uh, loyal, dedicated, and passionate fan base that that is uh, is all about Auburn football. And just to have that kind of interaction, and and to um, you know to bring some fun to you know to, to the day every day. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I thought it was pretty awesome, to be honest with you.
2: So, sure, sure, and, and I'm sure you'll be able to answer this question better once you get a few games under your belt in the uh, football season and. And all of that, but so far, I mean, what are some similarities? What are some differences from uh, what you guys have seen in Boise and what you guys have seen uh, at Auburn so far?
1: Well, you know, football is, is, is football, uh, no matter how you look at it. Uh, but I think it's it's when you when you are I have done something for a long time in, in, a, in a program, and you have some things that um, you know continuity from year to year. Uh, remains how it is and then you move into a uh, a different you know regardless what it is a different setting but on top of that a setting like the southeastern conference the sec auburn you know just the um you know just the, the level at which every single detail every single thing that you have as a purpose everything you're trying to do within the program is kind of ratcheted up a, a, another level and You have to get acclimated and used to that very quickly because, as we learn in college athletics and in college football, um, you know, time is, you know, time goes by quickly. You know, you've either got to get your staff built and then you're on to winter conditioning, or winter conditioning turns into spring ball. Spring ball leads into the first game of the season, and before you know it, the season is is over, and you better have some results delivered at that point and be able to have things implemented. Uh, that puts this program in the direction we all want it to go. So you've got to be able to move you know, move pretty rapidly, but also uh, at the same time be purposeful, be intentional, build things how you want it to do, not take you know not not um, you know cut corners in what you're doing that way that it's very thought through, it's very deliberate because that's one thing that we we, we strive to as a as a staff and as a program is to you know have a very um, strict approach to what we do and and the characteristics we want, the schedule we lay out. the staff is is about yeah, what can they do in their their particular area and how good they are at their craft, whether it's a coach, whether it's an analyst, whether it's an operations director, whether it's a creative designer, you know whether it's player development, they're very we have a very deliberate approach to what we want them to do, and to try to get all that to come together and then instill that culture you want uh it it can't be done overnight but you have to be able to move stealthily through it as well and get it implemented so that you can gain ground during winter conditioning and spring ball which is something that we're we're very much looking forward to is is how do we get better tomorrow and then tomorrow how do we get better the next day and then the next week and then all of a sudden by the time you get through through spring practices what have you been able to accomplish in getting one percent better you know each day uh, and all of a sudden that adds up pretty good. So I, I, that's probably the biggest thing is you got to come in, you got to implement a system, you got to get people hired, and you have to get that culture set uh, so that you can actually be, you know, feel like the time during the winter and the spring uh, has been effective and puts us on course for what we want to accomplish this fall.
2: So as far as getting people hired, it seems like all of them either coached at Boise State or South Carolina. <laughs> so does, does, <laughs> does that make the transition easier, though, when when so many folks are familiar with one another?
1: Yeah, and, and I think that's important as you look at it. We we had tremendous success, and, and Coach Harson, you know, had tremendous success uh, in his time at Boise State and, you know, was something that, uh, that we were very proud of on what we accomplished, you know, there. And so I think when you have some familiarity with uh, that structure and what we do and, and what we're trying to implement, you know, you've got to have some of that that, that comes with it. Uh, then you also have to look at who are – Who are other coaches that, uh, you, you've worked with before that have the same type of philosophy? And it just happened to be that there were, you know, there were a few already in the SEC. There were some relationships that have been developed over the course of years. Yeah. Yeah. So that familiarity certainly helps, but you also want to be able to bring in, um, you know, really, really high character men, high character people that want to make a difference in, in young men's lives as we build this program. And I think that's as equally as important as the familiarity or the philosophy is what kind of people are we bringing into this program that reflect the standards of, of Auburn University, Auburn football, and can develop these young men into Auburn men. And, and I think we found a really good group of that that, that understand what we're about but also are, are able to bring in their uh, you know their their craft and their their thoughts that are going to make Auburn football
2: better. We will continue our conversation with Brad in just a moment. Today's show brought to you by the best tasting protein bar ever. Yeah, we're talking about Built Bar, and they've made it even better with uh, with all these new flavors that they're constantly rolling out. They even have this new um, crispy peanut butter. They sent a box uh, to our house to for us to really just enjoy and be able to talk about it and. I think it's now my favorite. Peanut butter, uh, crispy. It's a different texture. It kind of tastes like a whatchamacallit. Uh, It's got a ton of protein, low calorie. absolutely love it. But of course, all their bars are covered 100% in chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. Great for the health conscious guy or gal. So I encourage you to head over to builtbar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON20, new promo code locked on 20 locked on 20 and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on 20 for 20% off that's at builtbar.com.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's of best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kabotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's kabotaorangedays.com.
2: So you may have the coolest job title ever Auburn football chief of staff. I don't think it gets cooler than that. But a lot of folks are kind of learning what this new structure looks like in this Brian Harson regime because it from a structure standpoint, from the outside anyway, it already looks a ton different than than the previous group. So, what exactly does that mean? What are you? What, what are you responsible for? What are you over? Or does it kind of change day to day until you know you guys kind of figure out? You know, because uh, you guys have had to hit the ground running uh, as far as you know figuring out how to round out this recruiting class. You guys have done a great job at that. But what all does that actually mean, Brad?
1: Yeah, so so literally, what what it is is, is I am uh, navigating every single day on how we 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 can make our student athletes, our staff, and our program better each and every day. And sometimes that means I'm working on project A or B. And within that, it is really being you know a direct uh, you know being able to directly link with with Coach Harson and our head football coach on on what we're doing on a daily structure. On a vision on where we want to go in the future, uh, it's it's a liaison between a lot of different departments internally in the athletic department, whether it be the athletic director's office, our chief operating officer's office, uh, with academics, with compliance, with player development, uh, with sports medicine, you know, with equipment, uh, whatever those might be, creative marketing, uh, Auburn Sports Properties, because there's so much that has to happen, um, you know, within the football program. And all the entities that surround it, and then it's also being able to be out and, and um, you know kind of kind of get to know this community, uh, be a part of what makes Auburn football special. Uh, what are we going to be doing on game day? How do we how do we brand ourselves? How do we market ourselves? How do we make sure that our process that we do each day uh, when we get up in the morning that we follow that, and that it, it, it's uh, leading to successful steps for Auburn football. Uh, to be considered among the nation's elite. And so what's awesome about the job is is I may, one day may look completely different than the next, mm-hmm. but every single day it's about how how are, how, are we thinking and how are we purposefully trying to allow our student-athletes to be in the best position to be successful, and how are we putting our coaching staff and our football program in the best position to be successful each and every day. And, and I think there's a lot that comes with that, and, and you hire a staff that has different qualities within it that can help you execute that and so you know looking at it from an organizational standpoint yeah you've got your position coaches then you've got you know graduate assistant coaches that can coach on the field and there's four of them that you know are typically assigned to four different coaches and then you bring in your analysts and quality control that then typically you know are are affiliated with another position coach so that so that you've got your structure of coaching but then you have to develop your your matrix so to speak of your your organizational in the department uh, in the football program, which has uh, equipment, it has sports medicine, it has nutrition, it has um, you know strength and conditioning, it has operations, it has branding and creative, it has player development, it has on-campus recruiting, it has recruiting and player personnel, and so I'm constantly just meeting with those groups to make sure that we're all aligned on the vision of Coach Arson and where we're going. And I think that's what makes it exciting is you've got to be a people person, but you've also got to have a forward-looking thought and you've got to be able to you know, kind of put together your plan daily by which every single thing that touches our football program uh, has a structure to it and that we know exactly what's going on. And the head football coach is extremely aware of what is happening within our program on every single thing that we touch. And I think that's what makes it awesome in a place like Auburn is there is tremendous excitement. There's expectation. There's challenges. There's also uh, an awesome environment to be around. There's new things coming down the pipe uh, that is going to make us a better program, uh, whether it's the new facility, whether it's, um, you know, just our recruiting, whether it's how we want to bring energy, it's what we want to do in social media, how we want to, you know, attack getting out there and getting in front of the best student-athletes possible, so...
2: Yeah, no that that's that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And so some of the things that you you described as far as working with with Coach Harson and just kind of um, the perception seems like he's a guy that's super intense, that's super focused, pretty much all of the time. And you've had the the opportunity to work for him for uh, for a long time. What stands out most about him, and what can Auburn fans expect from Coach Harson?
1: Well, first and foremost, I would say that Brian Harson is is a tremendous person, uh, a man of high character that that values, uh, you know, his family. Uh, like, like I mean, he he is a great and tremendous family man. Uh, you know, his wife and his three kids have been a part of his journey, uh, and he, he's he's the kind of person. And, and he'll tell you know he's known his wife probably since they were thirteen or fourteen years old. So they have been been a part of each other's life for a long, long time. And that, that is so critically important to him is that family part of it. And that allows him to be able to build, you know, a family within the Auburn program that we're at. That, that We want this to be a place where you come and work or, uh, work for, be around, work with, or play for a man that values those kind of things. Um, but there's no escaping the fact that, that he's an intense competitor as well. Uh, I mean, he is very focused. He's very deliberate in what he does, but he's also a guy that you just want to be around because he's going to be out there pushing the sled. He's going to be doing, you know, battle ropes. He's going to be running, you know, the uh, the 300 shuttles with the guys because, you know, he's literally that kind of a, an individual that, uh, that wants to attack things every single day. And in his stop, so as a head coach and even as an assistant coach, he's played – and coached in a lot of bowl games, won a lot of conference championships, has been a head coach now going on to year nine. Uh, In eight of those years, he's played in the conference championship game six times. Uh, He wins nearly 80% of his games. So make no mistake, uh, he, he has a plan and he has a process by which you can be successful. So you take those, those family characteristics, that intensity, that energy to want to, to get out there and do the same thing we're asking the players to do, uh, but then also the ability to put that into uh, formation and, and win when it comes time to do it. Because we're in a results business. You, know, you, you have to be able to not just have a plan and, and put it on a piece of paper, but how do you execute it every single day so it leads to success Uh, On the football field. And and he's proven that over the last uh, decade that he's very, very capable as a head coach to do that. And I think that's kind of in a nutshell the way I described him. And, And he's an unbelievable person to work for and be around because he cares about you as a person as well.
2: So he's announced head coach at Auburn. What was his sales pitch to you for you to leave a place that you've been for a very, very long time? And to go to the other side of the country to join him, what what did that conversation look like?
1: Well, it it was pretty simple. I mean, uh, I I respect the man tremendously, and the opportunity to come to a place like Auburn, uh, it was a millisecond to say, yeah, that's what uh, that's what I want to do. Um, yeah, Boise Bushy, Bushy, uh, is home and it's a special place, and we've done some great things there. And you know, we'll be cheering loudly from them. You know, they'll have a bigger you know fan base uh, than ever before in Auburn, Alabama. But at the end of the day, as as somebody that where, where Coach Harson says, I, I want you to help me build this, uh, that just carries so much significance, you know, personally and professionally. And then the other thing is, you always want to challenge yourself to do something that you haven't done before and to maybe uh, be at the pinnacle of what your, your, uh, your business or your occupational piece is. And Auburn has that ability. Um, This is a special place that is among an elite group of athletic programs and universities in this country. And to be able to challenge yourself and do something new and step out of that comfort zone a little bit and also be able to do something here uh, that can be done and has been done, and that we know we want to accomplish that challenge, that ability to do that. Uh, I mean, that, it, it takes you a second to go, "Yeah, I want to be a part of that thing." So, really, to me, it wasn't it wasn't a hard decision when it came down to it. Now, I've got a lot of you know things that that, that you know had been invested at Boise State, and, and I you know uh, worn a lot of hats there, and 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 had had a chance to, to do some great things. But I think that ability and the timing just to come and do something that you 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 maybe thought you never would, or um, you know, at times are like, yeah, I, I need to, I need to kind of hit refresh on the screen and and challenge myself in a way that I haven't maybe challenged myself in, you know, a month or two months or years or whatever it is, just to get out, and take on a new challenge and meet new people. Shoot, I mean, this conversation, you know, we're having, you know, some of the things, the interaction on social media. I mean, it's sure. just amazing you know, how big of a world it is out there and how, how you can have new relationships and you never know how you're going to impact somebody's life uh, with what you say, with how you do it, and, and being able to enjoy that journey with other people and meeting other people is, you know, that's that's what life is all about right there.
2: Sure. We continue our chat with Brad LaRondo, Auburn football chief of staff, in just a moment, Uh, Today's show brought to you by the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action that's out there. Yeah, we're talking about betonline.ag. Football's over, sure, but basketball's not. And boy, it's about to heat up. So go ahead and get your account ready because I know it's March. The madness is here and you're going to want to be a part of it. So, uh, with these real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, March is a great time to get into this. So, betonline.ag, head over to the website or use your phone uh, today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use our promo code LOCKEDON, L O C K E D O N, LOCKEDON, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts.
0: I'm about to put you on the
2: spot. I mean, do you, do you have any stories handy uh, that um, you know that, that maybe can kind of help Auburn fans know kind of what they're getting with with some of these Boise guys? Whether it's you know you or or, or Harson or some of these assistant coaches, uh, do you have any of those handy that you'd be willing to share?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I just think you know, there's there's obviously a lot of stories that you look at and you you go to battle every day with guys, and you and you learn a lot about them. But mm-hmm. I think. Uh, and we're even seeing that in the first two months that we've been a part of this thing that there's there's tremendous trust that you you build there's uh, you know a way that you, you kind of um, uh, have to have leadership qualities with everybody. But I I think the one big thing you know that, that I that I like about you know being part of a staff that, that coaches football and is and is around these student athletes every day and and this process is just um, you know you you have to be able to enjoy that journey and there are times where you're able to step outside of that and really uh, um, you know gravitate to the people that you, that you bring into because they're a fit and you want to be around them and they' they're fun to be around and so we get a chance to do some of that stuff. We, we like to get out and do things with each other that you know that allows you to, to continue to build uh, those relationships and, and I do think that this is a, a football staff that cares tremendously about the Auburn brand that cares tremendously about the, the being the, the best in the country and whatever uh, we're trying to do that day and cares tremendously about developing uh, the, the student-athletes that we bring in here and the other staff members so that they can become the best version of themselves.
0: And so I, I don't,
1: I guess that's really not a, a funny story, uh, sure. you know, but I think it's really more about what we're trying to be as the Auburn football leadership, the Auburn football program, is that, yeah, make no no bones about it. We came here with a clear intent of wanting to win the Southeastern Conference and and to, you know, compete and put ourselves in a position to compete for the highest honor in college football, which is the playoffs and the national championship. But along the way, you have to be able to uh, really connect. We call it real connection, you know, listening, being active, developing those relationships because that's the one way you can push – you know, further and faster with things is if you develop that trust, that caring, that connection that you have, uh, because ultimately that is going to come in uh, to play when it's fourth quarter, fourth and one, fourth and goal, play the game, whatever it is, that is going to become so critical in that one, two, or three plays that make a difference in the outcome of a football game. That is developed many, many months before that uh, as you establish those things with your players and your staff. And, And that's really... That is really what, it's, what we're trying to be about right now in addition to pushing our guys to work their tails off. It doesn't matter if it's in class. doesn't matter if it's in the weight room, in in the film room, if it's uh, being the best son, the best boyfriend, the best husband, the best father. You know, all those situations are different. But when you're in that, how are you just doing being the best you can be and working the hardest at that in that moment. And that will come to pay off when it's critical crunch time. And no matter what you're doing uh, on the football field, uh, that's, that's when the fun begins really right there. So.
2: Sure. Do you have a favorite mob movie?
1: <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I saw all the, uh, I saw all the Godfather movies, but right. you know, there's some Al Pacino's probably, you know, one of those guys that, you know, that you just got to love to watch any movie he's in because, um, you know he's uh, he's always got his little friends with him, and he's always got uh, you know others that are around him, and he's uh, you know I mean I think you got the Scarface movies, you got the Godfather movies. I mean those those are the good old days type of movies, the the Goodfellas, all that type of thing. But but Zach, how about you? I mean what what about you?
2: Oh, it's Goodfellas, and, and mainly because yeah. my wife loves that movie so much that we um, she whenever it's on TV we have to watch all of it. So yeah, she loves. Um, <laughs> She loves good fellas. I think it's fine. No. I'm not I'm not yeah. a huge mob movie guy, if I'm going to be honest with you, but uh she loves it. She loved all of it.
1: Yeah, and I would probably tell you the same thing. I mean, I've watched them and, and I enjoy them, but um, you know, I'm I'm probably, you know, believe it or not, I'm I'm kind of a Star Wars freak. Star Wars, Star Wars Really? Freak. Yeah, yeah, I was you know, I was a little kid when that first Star Wars movie came out um, back in the late '70s, and you had the trading cards and the action figures. And then I've always, you know, then I then I kind of got into the uh, the latest trilogy with my my daughters. You know, so we would go see those over the last six seven years because they were they were kind of you know they were like, what is this Star Wars craze? But they would try to watch the original Star Wars movies, and you know now with all the you know the animations. Oh, they're,
2: they're dated, yeah, that. for sure. Yeah,
1: it's you it, it just that They get twenty minutes in, and they're like, "What is this?" You know. And so they had to get into the new <laughs> part of it, and so that was a little bit of a bonding time with with me and my daughters. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit of a Star Wars nerd.
2: Did so. you think the newest trilogy stunk? Because a lot of Star Wars people hated it. I thought it was fine, um, but uh, uh, but a lot just, of people really didn't like it.
1: I just uh, you know what? I just loved the whole theme of Star Wars. So sure. I didn't really look at it whether it was thumbs up or thumbs down. I just tried to go in there with a with a you know just clear your mind of it and just immerse yourself in something that's kind of fantasy, Uh, you know, that whole thing about, you know, uh, you know, a a, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, did it happen in the future? Did it happen in the past? Right. You know, where is this galaxy? You just try to try to escape that and just, you know, kind of enjoy something that is, Good versus evil, you know, and, and how does how do all these sublines play into how life is? Maybe I look at it too philosophical that way, but I tried. To, no, I, love I tried to look at it that way. I
2: love uh, that. I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna give you an opinion of mine that that a lot of people. Um, it's ruined friendships. Um, people are really passionate okay. about it. Um, but my favorite one is episode two, and a lot of people say that's the worst one. People in studio are looking at me like I'm crazy right now. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, I'm getting judged hard in the studio right now, Brad. <laughs> because of,
1: because a lot of people don't even like episode one, two, or three.
2: And I like one and two a ton. I think one has my favorite scene in all of Star Wars is the pod racing. I think that is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then two, I like it because it has the most Jedi. I like Star Wars for all the Jedi and you know the, the lightsaber battles and all of that. And two has that more than any of the other ones. Because in the, all the other movies, all the Jedi are dead. So... That is my reasoning there.
1: Yeah, and I, and I would say for me, the, the Empire Strikes Back was always the pinnacle of sure. the first episodes 4, 5, and 6. In my mind, I just loved it because they were on a planet top in the in the snow and the desolate. And yeah. all of a sudden, you're up with Lando Calrissian, and, and you've got all these different uh, areas that are in it. But, but I, I really was into episode 3 when um, Anakin Skywalker literally became Darth Vader because as a kid, you grow up watching episodes four, five, and six, Mm -hmm. and you just want to know how it got to that. And so episode three kind of allowed you some, a sneak peek into the past and how it happened. And so I think for, for me and my age group, I I always thought episode three was pretty good as well. Okay.
2: All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, No, it it bridged it all together. I totally get that. I totally get that.
1: Um, So
2: (laughs) we've just kind of assumed that you, your, uh, one of your favorite sandwiches was um, a chicken parm. Um, is that true? Do you like chicken parm sandwiches or would you prefer another type of sandwich?
1: I mean, i tell you what, how could you not like chicken parm sandwiches? I mean, come on now. I mean, that, that's a, that's a staple. I do love them. uh, but I'm also good for, you know, I I, I love sandwiches. I mean, I, I, I like chicken parm. I'll I'll grab a turkey sandwich. I love, you know, a tuna fish sandwich every now and then. Um, I just am one of those that it's, it's a, it's a great way to get something in your body, eat it pretty quickly. It's not super messy. Uh, you can you can uh, knock it back pretty quick. Now, chicken parm can get messy. Uh, Ch- chicken parm I, is arguably heard- the
2: messiest sandwich. That yeah, or like a cheese I've, stick.
1: I've, I've heard that you you know, and I think with chicken parm, you have to savor it. You have to enjoy that process. So you've got to really set aside a little bit more time than if you're just having a, a cheddar and turkey sandwich or a ham and Swiss sandwich. You've got to you've got to be in the right frame of mind when you attack a chicken parm sandwich. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to at some point maybe attack one with you, you know. And, and uh, absolutely. Maybe there's, there's, maybe there's some other chicken parm fans out there that we can we can attack it together. But, uh, but I tell you what, uh, chicken parm, uh, yeah, I could probably live on it. I probably could. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not lying to you. So.
2: <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Okay, so funny story here. Um, my mother listens to the show, and she's been super in on the, the chicken parm thing. And um, – She's like, whenever whenever he comes on, if he comes in studio, let me know, I want to make him a chicken parm. And I'm like, I got to check and see if that's okay with the NCAA and stuff. But my mother, my mother who lives in town, she lives in Opelika, she was ready to make you a chicken parm.
1: Well, you know that there's, there's a, a very uh, kind of buried bylaw in, in in the you know 7,000 pages of things that, that any... Any chief of staff is eligible to receive a chicken parm sandwich. So I mean, I believe uh, it. You know, I, I believe think we it. Can, I think there's a way to make that happen, and I, I would not turn that away. That's for sure. Because <laughs> if if I've learned anything, you know, probably a chicken parm from Opelika is, is probably going to be among the best in the world. I mean, I, I don't even bring up Italy. I mean, we're talking the best in the world. You know, so
2: uh, I, I think anything at Opelika is the best in the world. Yeah, I oh, said no, it. But I said yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what yeah. what's the difference in food as far as you know? I think the food in our community here is tremendous. Um, I think it's very undervalued, and I think more and more people from out of town are starting to discover it. All the foodies, um, have you have you found a few restaurants in town that you like so far?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there hasn't been a bad meal that I've had it in in Auburn. I will say that this is a this not is a one. You haven't had one bad have? meal, not one. I have not had one. I have not had one bad. Wow. Meal. All right. Uh, I did. Ha- I did burn a bag of microwave popcorn once, but that doesn't really count, you know. So. <laughs> okay. um, but the meals in here, I mean, shoot, I've you know, I've been to the bow and arrow, I've been to Acre, sure, Hamilton's awesome, Byron's, I've been to, Hamilton, awesome. uh, been to the uh, uh, the one downtown, Taco, Taco Mama, Taco Mama, right?
2: yeah, there's Taco Mama yeah, and Taco um, Rita downtown,
1: yeah, yeah, Taco Mama, I've been to there a couple times, and again, I'm probably forgetting other places, and, and, I, and I apologize for doing that, but uh, it's been. It's been elite, you know. There's no question about it, and I think the biggest thing is there. It's there's a uniqueness that you know, people are willing to try some different things here. Whereas, you know, up in up in Boise, yeah, I mean there was there was some cool stuff, but we we ate we ate a lot of fish, we ate a lot of steak. It was kind of that, you know, steak and potatoes, literally, right. Of, uh, type of a deal and down here you you find different ways to to come up with things and make it unique even in fettuccine or in noodles or you know the other things that, that that you have here and uh and i haven't even begun to you know get to the the barbecue i mean I, i've hit a couple barbecue places but i haven't really delved into you know the barbecue competition at this point yet and i've got to i've probably got to do that over the next month or two just to kind of you Know really get my fair share of barbecue
2: in, yeah. So, I, th- I think the best barbecue place in town is Butcher Paper Barbecue, it's over in Opelika. That's... I highly recommend that if uh for your first or your next barbecue um right. stop. But yeah. um,
1: well, yeah, butcher paper that's that's the name of Butcher Paper,
2: Butcher Paper, yeah, okay. yeah. This guy you likes eat on Butcher Paper, you yeah, yeah, he serves it on Butcher Paper, and that's that's kind of what it started. It started as a um as like a trailer and he would just like pull it around to different events and, and do something and then he like bought some land and just set like a trailer there and like had picnic tables and then it's like it's blown up. It wins all these awards and all this stuff. And so he, he now he's got a you know a, a brick and mortar building now. But it's been a, it's been really cool. He's only been in business for like two or three years and it's like absolutely exploded. So um pretty cool story there. So yeah, butcher paper barbecue. Highly, highly recommend it.
1: Well, I might try to sneak out there this weekend, then, and, and uh, you know that'd, that'd be good. I, I uh, my, my family isn't down here yet; they're still kind of in relocation process. So I've uh, I've got you know I pretty much uh, spend a lot of time with football, and then going back and and uh, you know sleeping at the place I'm at. But I gotta you know this weekend maybe I'll get out and try try a little barbecue and hope I like it. Yeah, butcher paper.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think you should. What, what does your family think about the um, the mob boss joke? <laughs>
1: You know they they, they kind of joke with me too. They're, they're, they tried to figure it out a little bit that way, and um, they thought it was pretty pretty funny. And they also thought it was you know so so very much like uh, what they expected going into an SEC country, where the, you know <laughs> there's a different level between fans and fanatics, and just you know Auburn and, and I mean fo- football. Uh, if, if you didn't think it mattered, just come to Auburn, Alabama. Sure, you know, yeah. The, and I think they. They, they were they were they were pretty pumped up about that and uh, my Twitter following went up with some of it as well so uh, you know you always gotta you always gotta continue to play to your strengths and if it's chicken farm uh, so be it you know
2: I think your Twitter would explode if you uh, took a selfie with a chicken parm one day I'm just saying okay, I'm yeah. just saying All right. I'm just saying maybe with yeah, like an al Capone yeah. hat or something as well that'd be <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's but that's fun. Uh, I, I, I want to give credit to um the account that posted the joke originally was um S Town enthusiast, which is a great podcast, by the way, if you haven't listened to S Town, but okay. uh, but yeah, he's uh, yeah he's the one that posted it, and we just kind of ran with it. On Locked on Auburn, and Twitter went along with it too. I guess I don't know, but a ton yeah. of fun. Brad, thank you so much for your time, man. I really really appreciate it, and I'd love to do this again soon. And uh, hopefully, you'll uh, <laughs> you'll you'll allow us into your your very busy and ever changing schedule.
1: Well, I mean, I, I appreciate you, Zach, and it's it's good to. You know, be able to visit about things and and develop new relationships, as I said. And I know there's a lot of people that are very excited about the energy of Auburn football right now and and what we're doing. And, uh, you know, it's awesome to be able to talk about that and also talk about chicken parm whenever you can as well. So I appreciate you. Uh,
2: (laughs) Thanks, Brad. How cool was that? I was already a big fan of his. Yeah, multiply that times a million now. Please tweet at Brad and uh, tell him that. You really appreciated listening to him and appreciated him coming on. The access, I think, of this staff is going to blow us away compared to what we're used to. So thank you so much to Brad LaRondo, Auburn football chief of staff, for joining us, the godfather himself. And we got to figure out a way for him to uh, eat a chicken parm with all of us. I've got a few ideas brewing. So if you're interested in that, let me know. Let me know. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn.